Hello and welcome back to another caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Samantha Kaufman. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hi, Deacon Bob. Just us two today. Yep. Father Andy <laughs> is on retreat in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he he's actually, um, we talked about this, how my parents, they live in the Latrobe, Greensburg area. Mm-hmm. And he's at the Basilica, the St. Vincent de oh, wow. Basilica for his silent retreat but i guess have you been there yeah it's beautiful it's really beautiful but i guess he stopped in to see my mom because my mom's a secretary (laughs) there okay and she's like father andy i think he broke the silent (laughs) i don't know the rules um but i don't know my mom said he seemed like he was having a really peaceful and a good Good. time that's good i think he might be coming back today actually yeah the drive but uh yeah so what's been going on this week, and do you have any weekend plans? Well, I was supposed to supposed to do a talk for the Lake Jaga um, St. Vincent de Paul Society on Sunday. Oh, really? So they do like a communion breakfast. Okay. And then I'll be the guest speaker and probably focusing in on that we become the eyes, the hands, and the body of Christ to those people we minister to. Wow. And St. Vincent de Paul ministers to a lot of really struggling, hurting people. Mm-hmm. And they do an amazing job. They just are incredible in what they do. Yeah, that's great. How about you? Um, so this weekend, uh, Spencer, he is going to his friend's wedding in Virginia. So he's oh, driving wow. eight hours right now <laughs> to go. I have to stay behind. We have uh, well community day of service. Saturday and then um, Sunday is a big event that we're going to do for our confirmation and high school students. We're bringing in Father Eric Garris. All right. And Father David back (laughs) to St. Gabriel. And really, this evening is a powerful night of prayer. Um, And it's kind of like a Eucharistic revival night if you can picture that. So um, with our confirmation program and for our um, high schoolers in the parish year of Eucharistic Revival, I really wanted them to get out of their like classrooms and get out of the book a little Mm -hmm. bit. Let's really focus on growing in our relationship with Christ in the Eucharist and really just these kids, they they are so busy. They're stretched for time. They're running from one practice to the next. Um, And this is a really a time to be still. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be in the church. Father Eric's going to preside for Eucharistic adoration. And Father David's going to be the musician. Oh, cool. (laughs) And sing and do praise and worship music. I'm going to do a meditation. The kids have some journals, reflection, and really just, I think it'll be a beautiful um, evening of prayer together and just resting in God because they don't get that time a lot, you know, and Father Eric's going to touch on the importance of receiving Jesus at mass and becoming what we receive Mm -hmm. and this wonderful time spent with Jesus in adoration is also a, a, a maybe a new way for them to experience God's love because 
some of them, I, I asked them a few weeks ago, I said, has anyone uh, participated in Eucharistic adoration before? And there's only a few that raised their hands. So out of the 90 <laughs> confirmation wow. students. Um, so I think it'll be a really cool experience. That's good. So that'll be Sunday night, November 5th. I think that's really important is that sometimes confirmation turns into just another class. Yeah. So how do we touch kids' hearts by mm-hmm. not just talking about prayer, but by doing prayer? Correct. So mm-hmm. that's really good. And I, this year, we got them all journals because, I don't know, in, in my prayer life, this is kind of new for me as well, mm-hmm. uh, doing that reflective uh, journaling prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because these kids have a lot to say and they have a lot of questions, but sometimes they don't want to speak. They The ninth yeah. graders, they don't, say, they don't anything. say anything. So journaling is kind of, a, I think, a good tool for them to mm-hmm. reflect um, on their days, reflect on their blessings and their relationship with God and with others. So... They'll also bring those in uh, in the evening. So, and then my mom, she's coming to stay with me tonight and tomorrow. So Spencer left. My mom's coming in. You're not going to grandma's house? Oh my gosh, not this time. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so we'll just have a girls' night, I think, tonight with pizza and salad, chips and dip. That's all we need. That's good. That sounds really nice. (laughs) So, but last week, uh, last week on the podcast, we talked about Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. The celebrations of Halloween and if Catholics are allowed to participate in, you know, dressing up, trick-or-treating and kind of just go deeper into the traditions Mm -hmm. of Halloween and our faith. Um, Reflecting on this week was All Saints and All all Souls. Souls. In November, we remember all those who have died. And on Sunday, this past Sunday, we had a junior high youth night titled Shedding Masks. Ooh. So, um, Did you can, have a make mask? <laughs> no, I should have. But we had a Halloween costume contest oh, okay. paired with it. So it was really cool. And we used the Life Teen curriculum as a resource for us. So. Mm-hmm. The topic was really, you know, as we come in our Halloween costumes, dressing up, and we explored the conflict between a desire to put on masks to fit in and remembering Christ's call to live authentically. So these junior high students especially, I think, and adults, um, we struggle with this idea of fitting in everywhere Mm -hmm. we are and kind of putting up these false identities, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think we're fearful of maybe what others think of us or comparing ourselves to others. So with the youth, we really, um, we had a lot of fun, honestly. And then we kind of brought that message in of what are these situations where we feel like we need to put on a false identity or a false mask, you know, and we kind of just unpack that a little bit. Yeah. But I think, like I said, adults struggle with this same issue sometimes, for sure. Yeah, because I think there's like the work you, the home you, yeah, the family you, mm-hmm. you know, like what what do I need to project with each of these different groups or my friends, Mm -hmm. whether they're teenage friends or neighborhood friends for adults. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. Did it go well? It did go well. Um, and we talked about transitions in our life. Uh, like when we have new friends, we go to a new school or a new job, mm-hmm. especially for adults. And for me, I can feel this way as well. Um, just kind of starting off on careers out of college, you're kind of experimenting oh, yeah. <laughs> of where you're supposed to be and what God has called you to do. And he led me here, which is awesome. Yeah, we're glad. <laughs> um, but I remember this feeling of the unknown, right? When you're kind of interviewing for a position and trying to get a feel of what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that I was really nervous in the, you guys had me in here like twice, like two interviews. And I was really, I was sweating. I was stressed because I really wanted it. Like I can tell I, I just loved um, the community that you guys have here at mm-hmm. St. Gabriel. And but I was really nervous in those interviews. And I remember after I was hired, Father Fred came up to me and I explained. I was like, you guys, I mean, there was a lot of you as a staff in on those interviews. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of intimidating. And I was like, I wonder if I fit in here or if I can really show my true self of how my faith is and how I can share my faith with the youth of St. Gabriel. And Father Fred told me, he was like, Samantha, like, we we don't want anyone else. We want you. We want mm-hmm. Sam. We want everything that you are in your true self. Mm-hmm. And that really gave me kind of the motivation to do that and not feel like I have to just feel my way around and put up these false identities. Um, because, I don't know, I, I think that gave me a sense of peace that Father Fred said that. Good. And I think that's the strength of our staff. Is yeah. everybody pretty much knows their gifts as well as their weaknesses. Right. So how do we complement each other as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to be Superman or Superwoman and right. do it all ourselves? You can't do it. I've learned you cannot do everything by yourself. No. And the staff, no. like I said, like you were saying, is so strong mm-hmm. in the sense of helping each other and um, just supporting one another with our gifts. And I think the the, the key to that whole situation is Father Fred. Yeah. You know, that he sees himself as a servant leader. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of diffuses into the entire staff. Yeah. Like, how do we be the best servant leader that we can be? Right. With our gifts, our talents, and our weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. And I think these false identities, these all come out of um, almost like fear in a little way. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I watched a video from Father Mike Smith's, and I can link that in the show notes. But he was talking about how God, how does God call us to be our true selves with him and others? And he was saying in this video that when we approach God, sometimes we it's hard for us to acknowledge the truth about ourselves, mm-hmm. even in front of God. So... Sometimes we come to God with all of our success, like we base our identity on our success Mm -hmm. or our identity on our failures Mm -hmm. and our weaknesses. So again, it's like you want God to love you, right? And you come to him and it's like, God, I want you to love me. I'm super successful at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm on top of the mountain or... On the other hand, it's like, 
God, I, I hate myself. Like, I'm so upset with myself. I failed at this and that and made a mistake here. Um, but when we approach God with our false self, it's hard because we remember that he wants to love all of you. He wants to love your true self. And he doesn't want you to put up these false identities with him. I mean, he sees you doing it, us doing it with others, but in front of him, it's, Mm -hmm. but it happens, I think, a lot. I think, especially coming out of Halloween, Yeah, you know, um, our grandkids are like, I don't know, nine, all the way down to three. Yeah. And so they came out in their costumes and it's like, look, I'm a cowboy riding a dinosaur or Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, the skeleton uh, pirate. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, yeah, cute costume, but you're still, you know, Isabel or Connor Mm -hmm. or Xavier or um, Cameron, um, (laughs) no matter what your costume is, you know, or... Mm -hmm. And the same thing that when we fail, somehow we feel that God's not going to love us because mm-hmm. our costume of perfection somehow has a rip in it and God can see through it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, so we, we definitely talked about that. And when we do take off the mask, uh, Father Mike says, imagine God saying, like, there you are. That's my son or daughter. That's the one I love. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think that's what we're called to do and remember that God, he truly made us in his image and likeness and loves you as you are. And this is, I think, a constant struggle to be our true self all mm-hmm. the time. And like you said, it, it is difficult because we have different different settings that we're in, mm-hmm. work, family, um, with friends in different areas. But I think we can still strive to... Just be our best version of ourselves mm-hmm. in each of those areas. Well, and I think asking God to help us to do that. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday I prayed, oh, dear God, please help me to be humble. Mm-hmm. Bad prayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because then you're faced with, I was faced with my humanity. I missed an appointment yesterday and I oh, felt my. awful about it. No. Um <laughs> It was a scheduling thing on my part that I shouldn't have made this schedule the way it did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, God. You know, it's just like, yeah, I, I'm not 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. So I find that's funny that you say that because I've been doing similar prayers like, God, help me to have patience or help me to, (laughs) and then you're right. It does come with these different trials. And if we can actually, with God's strength, overcome some of these these struggles. Oh, that's interesting. And do you feel like sometimes do these false identities, do they cause us to sin sometimes? Do you think? Um, I would say it probably depends where you are in your journey with God. Yeah. So maybe towards the more developed journey with God, mm-hmm. putting on a false identity really is sinful yeah. because you're trying to be somebody that God didn't create you to be. On the beginning part of your journey with God, though, mm-hmm. I think those false identities help us refine who we are. 
Yeah. You're like, oh, this didn't work. Oh, this didn't work. Oh, mm-hmm. this didn't work. <laughs> and then God um, kind of strips away all those layers. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of C.S. Lewis? A li- yeah. Father Mike Schmitz, I think, talks about him a lot. Is I think... He, did he write Narnia? Right. So okay. in the Narnia series, I can't... I think it's towards the end. I think it's... Um, one of the mm-hmm. last books, and in the title will come to me later. Yeah. But Eustace steals this, uh, mm-hmm. like a arm, like a bracelet from a dragon. Okay. And he turns into this dragon, oh. and he's throughout his whole life he's been um, pretty self-absorbed mm-hmm. and think he's better than everybody else. And so um, he turns into this dragon, and Aslan, who is a Jesus image, yeah, um, takes the him lion. down to the to the sea, and he starts with with his lion claw. He like starts just cutting down the dragon, and peeling <laughs> off different layers of all these sinful myth- images or identities that Eustace had, wow. until he finally gets to like the real person. That Eustace really is. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a powerful image of, you know, throughout our lives, we keep taking off these different masks or these different identities. Yeah. And um, and God really helps us to see that Jesus loves us, right. not all these different layers of mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Because reflecting on the fact that we're all broken, we all struggle with sin, and mm-hmm. we have those different layers um and we our sin we try to keep so secret Mm -hmm. right because we don't want anyone to figure out uh, our weaknesses that we have but remembering and striving to remember that god sees all and knows all and it's not a secret to him he knows everything about you and he loves you um, but like Aslan, you know, peeling back some of those things and God saying like, there you are, mm-hmm. there, there you are. And I think that that is a beautiful image. I, I don't think I've heard that, um, part of the book before. Yeah. Cool. It's towards the end of, and I can't think of the name of the book right <laughs> it'll now. Come it'll later. come to you later. Yeah. Right. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, sometimes I think we think our sinfulness I don't know how to put this in a good way. Is a bad thing, you know? Like right. this is St. Paul says. I wrestle with this thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, that he he always tried to figure out how to get past his flaws. Yeah. Um, I, we were going to talk about the be a light on the hill. Yeah. And what, mm-hmm. what passage was that, Matthew? So Matthew chapter five verse fifteen says. Nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. So we were doing, um, when I taught at Lake Catholic, I taught prayer. And all the kids, they had to plan a prayer service with their friends Mm -hmm. and then lead the prayer service with their friends. Okay. So they had to have scripture and a song and some kind of visual of what the theme was they're trying to get across. Mm So this kid comes in with this, like, a large flower pot, like a clay flower pot. Yeah. And he took a hammer to it and broke it into pieces. And then he hot glued it all back together. But there were all these holes in it. Yeah. And so he said, this kind of symbolizes us. 
this broken flower pot with all these holes. Mm. You know, that's kind of like the bushel basket that we put over the light of God. Yeah. But he goes, watch. And he turned off all the lights. He put this light underneath the flower pot and turned on the light. And all you could see were like these beams of light coming through Mm. the holes. Mm -hmm. And I think part of our wrestling with our identity is um, how do we allow those holes in our life still to let God's life light shine through you know because we can either beat ourselves up like i'm such a slug because i'm Mm -hmm. so sinful Mm -hmm. or i'm so good because i'm so perfect yeah and either end of the spectrum god's light still can shine through us struggling with those images yeah that is such a profound thing for those students to do and just to uh provide for everyone that's awesome so it was pretty cool it was pretty, pretty cool. So they were allowed to bring a hammer into school. Well, no, he had, he had done the hammer at home oh, okay. and then hot glued. That's, yeah, good point. And then he had brought the um, hot glued uh, clay pot all together. Yes. So, oh, my goodness. But it was, it was pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, and I love that during our children's liturgy of the word, the, always the song they sing is um, This Little Light of Mine. Mm-hmm. And they love the part hiding under a bushel. No, no. <laughs> you know, we're not supposed to do that. And, um, you know, God doesn't want us to hide who we are, right? And he, we have all this light from him inside of us. And he's given this mission to us to share these gifts and and blessings and our personality, our true selves with others, right? And we can't do that if we're hiding behind uh, all these false identities or trying to be someone that we're not. I think there's a sinful part of that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially like in politics right now. Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, or in the church or anything that's polarized. Mm-hmm. So if I'm me and I'm me, yeah. And you're you and you're you. Mm-hmm. And we have to come to consensus. Can I be mean and and hurtful because mm. you're wrong? Mm. <laughs> At least in my eyes. Yeah. I think that's where love and charity comes in that mm-hmm. I can be me without expecting you to be me. Right. If that makes any sense. Correct. Um, because again, God doesn't call us to be someone else, right. but we're also called as a Christian to um, be kind to one another, and, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to do these certain things to live out our mission. So, being able to work together and to know that we're different, right? Um, and we can have different opinions mm-hmm. on things, but I think it comes back to respect too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of this culture and society, they've lost the sense of just respect for anyone sometimes and not being able to have a conversation like nobody <laughs> like, well, we can't go there because, yeah. and, that's... and I think that's where the false identities come in. So if I know you're going to like beat me up over something political, I'm just going, yeah, you're right. And then and just, yeah. but how do we have a conversation about that? Right. In a kind and charitable way, not mm-hmm. like butting at heads. each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a really good youth night for these kids good. as they're really... I said, I think middle school is the time where all of this really starts to yeah. pick up um, with picking up these false identities. And I think, honestly, it, it just continues um, 
a lot throughout our lives, even as adults. Um, but I think it's it's really good to remember not to compare ourselves to others. I sometimes struggle with not feeling like I'm good enough sometimes or just trying to fit in and saying, oh, well, they're they're having such success in this area. You know, why, why, why am I not there or stuff like that? That's where the tricks of the mind come into mm-hmm. and just um, the false voice that we hear yeah. and the negative voice sometimes. But and I think one of those dangerous prayers would be open my eyes that I can see me the way that you see me, God, mm-hmm. but that also I can see you the way that God sees you. Yeah. Because a lot of other folks are hurting, and so they have a lot of masks on. And we, instead of encountering the person right. that God created, we encounter the mask. Yeah. And that just doesn't go well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I think this is a continuous um, thing that we can work on mm-hmm. about ourselves uh, and just really peeling back those sins or peeling back those false identities of ourselves and just coming face to face with God and and with others um, and be who we were made to be. Mm-hmm. So I hope that this uh, Sunday for our confirmation in high school students, that they get to be face to face with our Lord as he gazes upon us and we gaze upon him and just being that's what i i Mm -hmm. think the goal i really hope that they they just be still Mm -hmm. um with god yep so um i'm really looking forward to that and (laughs) i pray that it's a um wonderful experience and if they take away something Mm -hmm. i think from that evening with their relationship with christ so and going back to the is it sinful to have masks um, mm-hmm. I think anything that gets between us and God or us and each other mm-hmm. is the sinful part. So when yeah. we recognize it, then we can say we're sorry and then try to fix that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least modify it or take that mask off. Right. And so. that's such a difficult part as mm-hmm. well. And yeah. with these kids, it's like, well, my friends are all doing this and I want to fit in. So... I'm going to yeah. also do this sinful thing, and that's where it gets messy a little bit. Um, but there's like college. <laughs> it does, exactly. Lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I tell these kids, like, they are, they're stronger than they know, I mm-hmm. think. And the fact that they, they, they seek truth, um, that's why they're coming to mm-hmm. us. And absolutely. They're seeing other things outside of the church and our world today. So I think they're really striving to be good mm-hmm. and to be who God made them to be. Yeah. So. so we'll be praying for them, and we'll ask all of our listeners to pray for them on Sunday. Thank you. So. Oh, and then you had a quote from Blessed Carlo Acutis, right? <laughs> what so did he say? When we were doing the pre-show discussion. Yeah. I said, let's use this quote of everyone's born as an original, but a lot of people die as a photocopy. And you said, wow, that's a really good quote. Yeah. And I said, well, let's Google it to see who we stole <laughs> who it from. Who said it? Uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was in that movie that you showed on For the, the retreat. retreat. Yeah. So I don't know if you can put a link to that. That was yeah. a pretty good link. Yes. Because we uh, talked about Blessed Carlo a few weeks ago on mm-hmm. the podcast. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so a- that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
a profound so, um, thought from mm-hmm. maybe a 15-year-old, and plus then a Carlo. <laughs> somebody else said, be the original that other people want to photocopy. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yes. So. All right. Well, let's pray. Uh, this is a prayer to be my true self. So we'll just take turns um, praying this together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, you know me better than anyone else. You know me better than myself. You know what I'm going to say before I say it. You love me exactly as I am. You created me in my mother's womb. You made me the way I am for a purpose, your purpose. You had a plan for me before I was even born. And you love me exactly as I am. Sometimes I want to run and hide my true self. Sometimes I don't want people to see the real me. But you are always with me wherever I go, loving me exactly as I am. Father, please grant me the courage to be the real me. Help me to be the child you dreamed I would be. With your help, I can be myself because you love me exactly as I am. And we ask God to bless us all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. So we challenge you this week to maybe come to God with your true self and just be with God and just know that he loves you exactly as you are. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Know that we're praying for you, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. God bless.